We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo! Baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Jerzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate. And here they go. Step up to the plate for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a help. Whoa. Bautista got off. He could handle with that. Solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome to the second hour of the hot core. You're missing the first hour. You can get that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast <clears throat> at 10 the fan. Speaking of podcast beers on us, podcast drops tomorrow as well around four o'clock. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. Radio.com, 10 the fan.com. We've got a great movie day in here today. We went from saving Private Ryan to the fifth element. Yep. And I am loving, loving this change. Yeah. Fifth I mean, hey, Saving Private Ryan, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was over. Yep. And uh, now this movie is absolutely phenomenal. Have no fear, my friend. I got you. I'm here for you. Well, sometimes you put on stuff where I'm like, ah, I mean, okay, I can take her to leave it. This one, this is a great movie to watch on mute. There's just a lot of the colors oh, yeah. and there's things going on, and it's it's a good mute movie. The art direction is fantastic. Yeah. Lulu Dallas Multipass. <laughs> Lulu Dallas Multipass. 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 Yeah, this movie's great. Uh, I did want to do one last baseball thing as I thought this was interesting. Came across on the fan text line 503-250-1080. Uh, this is from P1 John. Would either of you consider to do a boycott of the MLB season for a year or two, seeing it's seeing it's tiring to hear them gripe about money? How much impact would that make on the bottom line of the MLB or the players' perspective of the fans? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't boycott it because I like the sport too much. Yeah, me too. But... I, honestly, I don't think it would impact it that much. I think the second you come back, you might lose some. But the second you come back, I mean, it's all hands on deck. Fans will be back. Yeah. I, I think people get annoyed at athletes in leagues when they get all penny-pinching over stuff like this. But for the most part, you don't see the fans stay away for long if that's the case. No, and, you know, there's one thing that I think people always like to kind of harp on Major League Baseball as a negative thing. And I actually don't think it's a negative thing is that it's regionalized. Regionalization is actually a good thing for baseball because if there's no baseball and you're all pissed off, when your team comes back on, your local team, you're going to watch again. Were you ever going to watch Giants-Rockies on a Tuesday when you live in New York as an average fan? Oh, no. You know, probably not. 
But if it's Wednesday at noon, you got the day off, why not put the Yankee game on if you live in New York? Yep. So I, I, I think that is one thing that Major League Baseball does have a little protection of. Now, everybody wants Major League Baseball to be the NFL, be this huge monster, and how do they make it more likable for, for everybody? And I, I don't think baseball wants that. I don't think baseball will ever be that. Well, I'm sure they would like that because well, yeah, that would mean be more a ton money. for them. But I don't think that they're actively trying to get to that because they know they have it made regionally. Right. They know that that's where their The TV their contracts are there. You know, that's that's where butts in the seats are going to be. After COVID. After COVID. God, I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> Why do I keep forgetting about that? Um, Because things are crazy. Yeah, and lots of hap- lots of things are happening. Moral of the story is, I don't think, I don't know what it would take for me to boycott Major League Baseball. Maybe metal bats. Oh, I think it, I think it would take a lot for me to boycott. For you, that is a lot. Yeah, it would take a lot for me to boycott Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like when you listen to an artist or a mm-hmm. band, mm-hmm. and it turns out that said person is a scumbag. Right. In some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. There are levels of that. It could be just he's not a good person, he or she, right. or they're like child predators. Right. Um, but you love the music so much. Maybe it's meant something to you growing up, or you it's your favorite artist. Do you stop listening? I would say that most people who are super fans, or even just good fans of people and bands like that, Probably don't stop listening, even if they stop, quote unquote, supporting that person. Right. That's how I feel about baseball is that I don't I don't even I don't know if there's much of anything that reason reasonably the league could do Mm -hmm. that would make me boycott it. Right. It's not like the league is going to turn into a pedophile because it's not a person. It's an entity. Right. So it's like I what could the league possibly do to make me so mad that I would boycott it? I don't think there is that. Yeah, I think it's, for me, it's just metal bats. I mean, my it's I, I love the music analogy. There'd be no need for metal bats because they just hit a thousand home runs. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like your music analogy because my favorite hip hop group of all time has all three of them are have questionable pasts. Um, you know, they're not they're they are not always at times great people, and I still love their art and love their music and will never stop. Well, I mean, for me, it's Michael Jackson. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the ultimate. Yeah. Michael Jackson's a creep, and you know all, all of those things. But if that song comes on my shuffle, hell yeah, I'm banging my head to it and singing along and enjoying yeah. it because I mean he made great music, and I liked it a lot growing yeah. up. It was a big part of like growing up. Uh, that that Thriller CD, my parents had it. I listened to that all the time, um, and they had his uh, greatest hits, which was a, a nice little compilation to the one where he was a, sta- a stone statue on the front. I think it was. Um, that's that's how that's, I learned. That's the greatest hits. Yeah, that's that's history. Saying. Yeah, yeah, history. That's what history. It is. Um, that's how I learned him, and I l- really liked him growing up. So I don't like what he did, or I guess allegedly did, and I don't like all that stuff. But I still am going to listen to the music. I find it, I find it somewhat easy to separate the art from the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that maybe that makes me not a great person for doing that because I mean, there's a band that I like, a metal band, and the like the bass player turned out to be like a child pedophile or something. Yeah, that's the same thing. He wound up being a pedophile and they kicked him out of the band. And so many people were like, Oh, never listening to them again. And it's like, okay, 
but they did kick him out of the band, right? Yeah, they did the right thing. And did you like quote. the music, even <clears throat> though he was on that track? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my only, so I still listen to that CD. Yeah, my only exception, I guess, you know, you know me, I'm full of exceptions. My exception to the rule, though, which <clears throat> I don't think is that big of an exception, is Leonard Skinner. I don't listen to that band. Um, I don't listen to that band because, A, they took a shot at Neil Young, which is very near and dear to my heart. And they took a shot at Neil Young because he called them racist. And they didn't want to acknowledge that they're racist. However, I also don't listen to that band because I don't think they're very good. Mm. So right. which part is it? Is it easier to say, if is it easier love, to stand up? Because it's like, I don't want to listen to those racists because they're also bad. If you loved Leonard Skinner, you would still listen to Leonard Skinner. You would. You think so? Yeah. Well, you just said it. I don't know. You would. If you loved them, you would. Good thing I don't. Right. I think their music sucks. Tuesday's Gone was a decent song. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's... My head hurts. It would take a My lot. My head hurts. It would take a lot to, for me to boycott baseball. Yeah. And I think that a lot I'm talking about is like Mount Everest high a lot. Mm -hmm. Like it is, I'm not going to say my, my number one passion, but it's right up there in the top three for things that I just adore without much negativity around. Yeah. Me. I mean, and, and if you listen to the show over the years, you know that my, my, love and admiration for NFL and NBA have started to dwindle. I still watch it. I still watch it. Yeah, you like to talk S a lot, but you still watch if it. I go to, if I go to the bar on a Friday night and it's Bucks Pacers, I'm not like following, following, but I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's okay. Go on ESPN, check some box scores. Yeah, I'm not going to watch Magic Suns. Like, that sounds awful. Yeah. But, you know. You eh. might see how many points Devin Booker scored the next day. No, because I don't play fantasy, so I don't really care. No. Well, sometimes, sometimes I do that as like a, it's kind of like a thing that my dad does. He doesn't watch a lot of sports anymore, but he will always, he goes, he used to just open the New York Times and read the box scores because he's an old. Um, now he goes to ESPN.com because he's an old. A less old. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he just loves reading the box scores. And like, so I get a little bit of that from him where like, I don't care about the Suns. And frankly, I don't really care about Devin Booker, but I know he scores like 40 points a game. Does so that. I'll always go check the Suns box score to see if he went off. Yeah. Oh. Same thing with like the Wizards. I want to see if Bradley Beal scored 45 points. Gotcha. The answer is almost always yes. Did they lose? <laughs> almost always yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose, yeah. I guess I still do that stuff. I got my eyes on uh, Jason Tatum. You know, I keep my eyes on him. Yeah. Because I like him a lot. And uh, obviously, second best two-way player in the NBA. Clay. Clay Thompson. Maybe the third, you said? Maybe the third. I don't always love Kawhi's offensive game. You madman. So you're what? Saying Number the, one's LeBron. What well, do you want from me? I know that. So you're <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not crazy. So you're saying not LeBron, Kawhi, and then Klay Thompson. I'm saying LeBron, maybe Clay, then Kawhi. I don't love Kawhi's offensive game all the time. Why? Because I don't think it's as consistent as like a Clay Thompson or a LeBron James. It's not as pretty. No. But it's good. Sure, it's good. I'm, I'm talking about the three best, like three of the top 15 best players in the NBA. <laughs> I just happen to like Clay's two-way game over Kawhi's. Okay. Although if Kawhi wins a title, that's three titles, and he'll win the MVP on three different teams. Yeah. Is how come no one's talking about that? Oh, well, because he's boring. But like, 
here's your statue, Mr. Leonard. <laughs> we can now start talking about you as one of the greatest players of all time. You won three titles and three MVPs on three different teams. <laughs> that would be pretty One, amazing. you just showed up and went on a run. <laughs> yeah, you just showed up and hit a crazy game series winning shot against the Sixers and to tore, go to the finals. And then tore down a dynasty. Yeah, without even batting an eye. Yeah. And then you were like, Hey, Toronto, I like you, but I'm going to leave. Yeah, I'm going to go to L.A. And then he called Paul George and we're like, hey, you want to come to the Clippers with me? He goes, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I think we're forgetting this. Like, Kawhi wins a title this year. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> they could win the title, too. They could. Are they we going to count it? I think in the NBA you count this, yeah. I guess that's true, because the playoffs will still be the playoffs. Uh, playoffs are still the playoffs. I mean, I'm kind of with the Blazers on this sort of thing. I don't love the end of the season sort of how they're fixing it, but I mean, it's better than what major league baseball's doing. So, which is nothing. nothing. So at least they will have a playoff structure that is reflective for the most part of the regular season. Could the Blazers snuck in or the Pelicans snuck in? Sure. You know, could the heat have gotten the third seed instead of the four seed? Sure. But at the same time, it's relatively what we expect. Right. All right, when we come back, I want to give love to one of my favorite college football players of all time. We'll do that next. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish Behind the Glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fame. This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Eight sixteen here. Portland sports leader. Don't you forget it. Multnomah County might be open on Friday. Yeah. That was the report weeks ago. On Friday. And I thought that uh, maybe the protests might change things a little bit, but it sounds like things are on track to be accepted for Friday. And uh, that means little old me is getting his haircut on Monday. Nice. Because I had that scheduled. The second my... Uh, the place I get my haircut from. I go to Harem downtown. The second they said, hey, we're planning on being open here, but you got to do online scheduling. I went, boop, 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 And it was like Monday, 1245, done. You got to be in to do it. So haircut, as long as they're open, as long as Multnomah opens, I will say, finally on Monday. Yeah. My hair is getting to that point of no return now. I thought it looked okay long. It's not, I'm not happy anymore. I cut my hair yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Hmm. How often do you cut your hair? I like um, cut it. I mean, do you? Like, I guess you do change it up fairly frequently. Like you sometimes will let the sides grow out. Sometimes you shave it all. Yeah. Basically, I have a rule where when the face needs to be shaved, unless I want a beard, then you just do the whole thing. But I get lazy, and then I just shave the face. Mm. And then the second time around that I got to shave the face, then I do the whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, do you leave stubble, or do you leave it? Do you go full clean shave? I don't, I don't see you out of the hat very often. I don't go full clean shave. It's just a no guard on my gotcha. you electric just go razor. level one or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's a level or zero. level zero. Zero, yeah. But I, I, my skin is too sensitive to mm. go. Uh, I'm, I'm no Cam Cleland or, or uh, Jason Skukanik. Jason Skukanik. Yep. There's somebody who's uh, behind the building almost every day now, putting mm-hmm. a hammock up right on the river. Yeah. It's very interesting because it's like, it's a great view from where they put the hammock up, but it's in a very strange place, which is right next to the path and just over this little narrow spot before the cliff like they're right on that edge 
It's not a super steep cliff or anything, but you know, there's a drop down to the water yeah. over here. And it's all rocks too. Wouldn't it's all good. rocks, yeah. And they just put the hammock up and lay there. They've been there since I want to say one o'clock this afternoon. So mm-hmm. that's going on seven hours. Maybe we should do a show from there. Just, just ask, like that. Ask to borrow their hammock. Yeah, and just hang out. Hey, outside. can you like not be here for two and a half hours? These things stretch so you can just kind of like lean back and just Oh, so you want to get those to go out the window. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they go that far. Ow, I just pinched myself. That sucked. As you tried to lean back one inch. I know. In my in my big kid's chair, the little kid in the big kid's chair, my feet are a solid foot off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this it's chair, like, well, my toes touch, but my feet do hang mostly on this chair as well. Mm-hmm. My feet sometimes hurt after this show because I, like, rest my toes on the, like, the circular little, thing underneath. Yeah, yeah. But That's it's what like, I do, too. But I have to, like, press, I have to, like, press down on it to get it comfortable so oh. that at the end it's like my feet just got to work out. And it's like I work on my feet all day, every day. Like, why can't I just sit here in a chair and just I don't understand what you say. Relax. You're saying you have to press your feet down? Yeah. How? Why? Uh, to, to, to gain the traction. Otherwise, they just slide off and then they hang. Short people stuff. Right? I was going to say, because I rest my feet no. on the circle into the chair as well. Right. But mine barely reach it. My knees are very bent to rest them on that circle. Oh, yeah. My knees my knees are also at the desk. Mm. Are yours? No, mine's under the desk. Or I could, let's see, where's the little? You could adjust the chair. Where is it? Where is it? Or I could be <laughs> way down here. You like that? You are gone. See, this is great. This is super comfortable. So then why don't you do that? I don't know. Is it because you want to be able to see me? Because you can't, you can barely see me over <laughs> I the I just see now? your eyeballs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kicking it. Kicking it. See, what's funny is that I often will put the chair as low as it can go, mm-hmm. but I am at your normal height when it's as high as you put it there. Yeah, Joe ran to the restroom, so it's going to be funny when he comes back and looks in. Oh, and then just can't like, see you? Yeah. Because you're behind that screen, too? Let's, let's see if he even notices. Hi, Joe. <laughs> What, what I heard you guys talking about something as I was walking up. What, what? Well, now I can comfortably rest my feet on the little circle part of the chair on the bottom. Oh, you're not swinging your legs like a four year old. Yeah, that's what because I have he to put do the chair time. as far down as possible. So now he looks really, really small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can touch <laughs> the I can touch the floor, but it's still my toes. Like this chair is just not for me. <laughs> it's not meant for small people. Right. It's like the only person. Well, Isaac Rob's toes <clears throat> dangle on that chair too, and he's not as as short. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, like me, Dusty. Isaac, we're all not huge people. Right. I mean, Brandon's tall. Taller, yeah. You. Luke's not tall. I don't have any of these problems. Well, I was going to say, the times that I filled in for you, Michael, and then I come in and jump in the chair after Swag's been in it, I feel like I literally have to jump into the chair. Oh, yeah, every time. Yeah, I, has I put the, the chair the, all the way down. Swag has it all the way up. Yeah, I literally have to, like, all right, here we go. Whoop. And jump into the chair. Yeah, man. And then I'm slipping, yeah. and I kind of have to get my rock climbing you do gear the, on. You do the two hands on the hand rest. Yes. And you go, ha Exactly. And, and then, then, like Patrick, I'm swinging my legs like a child over here. I might just start doing this from now on. Do it. <clears throat> What's wrong with doing that? Uh, I can't see you. Well, look, you don't need to see me. You can just hear my voice. You know where I'm sitting. Yeah. Yeah. All I see is your San Juan Brewing hat now. I do like this hat. I haven't worn it in a while. See, now you sat back <clears throat> up because you're like, I can't I, I can't do this without seeing you. No, I got look me in the eye, Michael. I need to see you. Am, am I even doing that half the time? <laughs> I'm usually <laughs> just looking at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. Just ignoring you. I think it's all the chairs in this building hate me. 
Okay. Yep. That's a strange prejudice to have, but strange prejudice to have happens, I guess. Uh, speaking of strange prejudices to have, uh, Reggie Bush has been allowed back on USC campus and a part of their storied football program. And I, for one, am very happy about it. And I also think USC is very dumb about it. That's just how I feel. Everybody got to talk about it today. I wanted to. Reggie Bush is the greatest college football player I ever saw in my entire life. And I don't know if I'll ever see someone more impressive than him. He is, uh, he, he is the reason I wore number five in football oh, in high real? school. Yeah, I Dude. would say he is also <clears throat> the greatest college player I've ever seen as well. I, I watched college football a bit later than most people, but uh, I saw Reggie Bush, and he was amazing. Incredible. Close second, Vince Young. Very good. Oh, see, Vince was only good for one year. But he was <clears> roof. <throat> that year was very fun to watch. Yeah, but I feel like there's a bunch of people like that. <clears throat> and who did they beat? USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Reggie Bush decided to pass back a fumble that was so dumb <laughs> and that game was just going to boil down to whoever had the ball last yeah which was texas which was texas hey remember when texas was good yeah man it all went downhill when colt mccoy got dead arm yeah how do you get dead arm he missed that championship game you get a dead arm who in the was Maddie. that against bama was that bama was that bama's first of the new run yeah i think it's saban's first I remember, I, for whatever reason, I remember that perfectly. It was like, oh, my God, Colt McCoy's not going to play. Mm-hmm. Texas is going to get smoked. And who was the backup? Oh, I don't remember. Major Applewhite. Garrett Gilbert. Oh, man. Oh, that's right, and he was hot garbage. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad to see that Reggie's going to be on the sidelines. I heard him on Cowherd this morning, and he was just talking about how excited he's going to be able to, like, stand next to his hero, Marcus Allen, on the sideline and watch USC games and hopefully – his presence will help bring them back to prominence. I mean, his punishment. He took the fall. He took the fall for every college athlete that's ever been paid. Basically. And he took the fall because someone was willing to be a whistleblower on him. Um, Which is too bad because he seems like a nice guy. Um, I also have a memory of Reggie Bush tearing his ACL by having his metal cleats slide on the concrete around Ford Field in Detroit. Yeah, that's NFL stuff. And I just, that was a very distinct memory again of like, oh my God, he just slipped. Oh, he tore his ACL. Um, that was a time when, when Reggie was at USC, that was a time in which I watched every USC game possible. Cause it's like, what is Reggie going to do tonight? What is Reggie going to do tonight? Were you ever or, disappointed? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. The national championship, they lost to Texas. He was still really good in that game, but that fumble was a bad one. It felt weird to me that he was still not allowed to go there after all that we've kind of gone through with the NCAA not handing out punishments very well and right. all these schools getting away with things that were probably worse or at least equal to what USC did. And they just put the hammer down on USC. They wanted to make a statement as the biggest program in the country. And they wanted to prove that they wielded the big sword and wanted to have the power and they did it, but he deserved to be back. And sure. it's not his fault that his family took money. Oh. So it's like, I, I'm totally happy that he's back. I was actually surprised to see it today. Cause I honestly thought they would never let him back just for, the principle or the optics of it or something. I right, don't but, know, they, but they did like a sweeping thing because OJ Mayo's back too. Not that anybody cares. Right. But I don't know. OJ Mayo. You think the trust will give him his statue back? I don't know. They should. Probably not, but they might. I mean, he's still a Heisman no matter what. Well, yeah. I mean, no one will ever forget that. Yeah. Yeah, he's the greatest college football player I ever saw. Also a national champion, no matter what people will tell you. He's probably the second. He's probably the the best running back too I ever saw. Even if you take single seasons, um, only because AP broke his collarbone. That season of Adrian Peterson at Oklahoma. Yes, I was trying. When did he break his collarbone? That guy was like 
whoa. Mm. He broke his collarbone like the ninth game of the season and then came back and just started torching Boise State to where they had to pull out all them tricks because AP was just like, I'll take the ball. And Stoops was like, give it to that guy. Over and over and over yeah. again. I'll never forget <clears throat> uh, when asking um, Chris Peterson, they were like, why'd you decide to go forward for two in overtime? And he said, well, you see that guy over there, number 28? We can't stop him. So we had to take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and he was almost definitely right. Yeah, he was definitely right. Because I think the first play in overtime of that game, they just handed the ball to AP and he just swooped to the left and just took it to the house. Like, see ya. Yeah. I'm AP. I played Oklahoma. <laughs> what is, is this Boise State? Boise is not even a state. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here you guys play on blue turf. <laughs> That's yeah. dumb. They have blue turf at the time? Yeah, they've had it forever. I think they've had it they? for a long time. Yeah, so I'm glad to see that. I would love Reggie to get his Heisman back because for my money, he's the greatest player I ever saw. Number two, Tim Tebow. Ooh, okay. The leadership, the, the, the desire, the competition, you know. Him and I aren't, like, the same dudes. We're probably not going to hang out. I'm like, I got say, a better chance of grabbing a beer with Reggie than I do with Tim Tebow, but Tebow was good. He's got two natties and a Heisman. I'm going to put Mariota up there, too. What? I'm just, in terms of personally, Mariota was so good and so fun to watch. Okay. He was. Yeah. I just got, like, seven quarterbacks that take over Mariota that I enjoyed watching. I, well, that's fine. I'm just telling you my own personal opinion, man. You don't need to dump all over it. Jeremiah Masoli. Okay. I'm just joking. That guy's a bum. <laughs> Keely Smith. <laughs> Too young for me. Oh, that's not true. I remember Keely Smith. All right, when we come back, I do want to dive into this. MLS has a new playoff structure. Ooh, and I have a note, too. What's that? Did you see the Cardinals owner's statement? No. He said that generally baseball is not a very profitable sport. Owning a, owning a baseball team <laughs> is generally not very profitable. Uh, Max Scherzer tweeted and just slayed him. So I'm I want sure to bring that up as well. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to those, and we'll finish out the last half hour of the show. This is the Hot Corner, but first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Chair update, I am back in the original position. I couldn't reach buttons. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I couldn't. I could not perform my job. At the end of the to day, to its full duties, your height foiled you again. Yeah. At least I'm not bald. Great point. Great point. Great, great point. Great point. So, uh, I was thinking about this. I'm actually really excited about this, even though I'm probably going to watch almost all of it too. The MLS. Even though I'm going to watch almost all of it, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> that's not. I know. I that's not sense. I know. I wasn't thinking. Uh, I'm going to continue to not think. Um, I am really excited for this MLS structure of the 2020 season, and I think it's actually a super cool idea. Now, my and, question to you: Yes, is this the only thing they're doing, or is this how they're starting? I think this is the only thing they're doing. Okay. I think this is the 2020 season. Okay. It is basically World Cup style. Yeah. So everyone is broken into groups of four. And the top two from each group advance, and then the four best third-place teams advance to a tournament for the championship. Are they playing each team in the group once or twice? Yes, once. Mm, very, very tough then. It's going to be very, very tense games. Because they're all in Orlando, Yep, and everything matters. I, I think, guess that's true. If you play them twice, it's a home-away kind yeah. of situation. World Cup, you only play them once. At minimum, you play three games. At maximum, I think, to win the title, you play eight. Okay. 
That sounds like World Cup math, right? Yeah. Do, do, and the MLS yeah. barely started. They played what, like three games, two mm-hmm. games? So we had barely seen that season get underway. But I think Timbers were they were something. They were something. They lost and then scored one goal against a new team that sucked. Yep. They won that game though. Yeah, they did. One nothing. Yes, they did, Bob. Incredibly boring to watch. <laughs> I remember watching it, just going, "What am I watching?" But I'm just excited. I think it could be something. It could be something fun. It'll be a short season. It's probably a good way to make sure they don't lose as much money. Um, but I mean, remember, like most MLS stadiums, a don't sell out, and b if they do, they're not very big. No, <clears throat> like Providence Park is not very big. It's not, not at but all. But it does sell out. Even after the expansion, it's still pretty small. Right, but I wonder, and I wonder what kind of money goes into like how much the Sounders make by playing at CenturyLink. Like, is that a benefit for them, or is it a deterrent because they can't fill the place? It's probably a benefit because they do get a lot of fans there. Yeah, I mean, obviously not Seahawk level fans, but they get a good amount of fans there. People like their Sounders in Seattle. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure financially how this. Do- I I don't know anything about the financials of the MLS. I assume it's not an easy sport to run. I assume that they fight to make money every year uh, i mean they're a league so i imagine they do make money but i don't know it's obviously closer than a lot of the other leagues that we talk about on a regular basis in terms of making a profit um so i'm not really sure i mean maybe maybe this is the best case scenario financially because you get a lot of games on tv and people are desperate for sports and people love the world cup yeah even if they don't like soccer and this yeah. will be basically like the world cup <clears throat> yeah and if you're from a city that has a team then you'll pull for your team just like we all pull for the u.s in the world cup totes my goats man yeah, I'm in. I'm in on this. I'm in too. It'll yeah. get me to it'll get me to watch non Timbers games more mm-hmm. because there's more pressure on it. Yeah. Um, although I guess to counter my own point is I don't really watch the MLS playoffs unless the Timbers are involved. But it feels different when it's groups, World, world yeah. Cup kind of style. Yeah. It feels different to me. I don't know why. I tend to watch I tend to watch uh a decent amount of MLS playoffs. Uh I I'm going to be honest, I do not watch non-Timbers regular season games. Well, because it's bad. It's just not great. No. Uh, it's not bad. It's just not great. Okay, it's bad. It's bad. Um, but I will wa- I will watch a majority of this. Plus, I'm really excited. Like, who gets in what group? I know. Like, what if we get Seattle or Vancouver? Is it a total random, like, draw? Like no, it can't be. No, it's got to be. it's got to be some sort of weighted system. Oh, that's true. Because they usually have like they usually have in the World Cup, they've got like coefficients and stuff. But you know, they have people in different pots that they that they'll pull into some of these groups. Champions League does that for sure. But you still get groups of death. So be curious to see what that would be. Yeah, and I think the uh, the tournament the the groups are formed tomorrow, manana. Ooh. Yep. Well, that's very exciting. Twenty six match days, group stage, round of sixteen, quarter semis, championship. Uh, seven is your magic number. Uh, group stage begins on the 8th of July. Okay. That's a, that's a less than a month 26 away. teams split into six groups. Eastern Conference has three. One of six teams and two with four teams each. Western Conference will have three groups consisting of four teams. So they are separate. Okay. So it is Western Conference only. It is Western Conference versus Eastern Conference in the end. So what happens with the teams that have six in their group? They're not e- playing five games, Each right? team will play three group stage matches over the consecutive 16 consecutive days. Top two teams from each 16 group. 16 consecutive days. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. If two or more clubs are tied on points in the group stage, MLS regular season tie-breaking procedures are used, which I'm not sure what those are. The tiebreakers for determining the four third-place clubs are points, Goal differential, goal scored, and fewest disciplinary points. That means CADs. I always hate that. Uh, And then there's a draw for the tournament. Cool. 
Wait, uh, no, no, no. That's for tomorrow. Um, Nashville is in the Eastern Conference. The host team, Orlando City, will be the top seed in the six-team group. Makes sense. Oh, I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The four semifinalists from the 2019 MLS Cup playoffs, Atlanta, LAFC, Seattle, Toronto, will join Orlando as group seeds along with Real Salt Lake, the okay. next highest points total in the Western Conference in 2019. So it is rated. Okay. So the Timbers are going to be right in the middle then. Oh, yeah. Because they were really mediocre last year. Yeah, we were pretty mediocre last year. Knockout round matches that finish tied at the end of lake regulation will proceed directly to a shootout. Ooh, okay, so no extra time. Yes. Um, Put extra time in there. Come on, it's fine. Regular season points. It says each of the 39 group stage games will count for points toward the 2020 regular season standings. Oh, okay, so that is the season. Okay. What? So it, so as each time you win no, a no, game. No, no, I know, I know. But so if a team loses in their group and they stop playing, yeah, they're just going to have that many points. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And that'll probably is that how they're going to build the draft. That's then? what I imagine. Yeah, that's your draft right there. I see. And are they going to add it to the two games that everyone had played already? I uh-huh. imagine as well. Yep. All right. Okay. Yep. And the winner is in the 2021 Concacaf Champions League. Okay. Well, I mean, I like it as an idea. I think it's really, really smart. Sure, for a one-time thing. I mean, it, I'm going to love it when somebody's like, do it every four years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This yeah. is a good idea for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we need People to do this People don't like the MLS years. enough to do this every four years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like you just have the, the normal seasons, and then every four years you do a tournament like this. Whoa, hold yeah, up, hold okay, up, hold okay, up. Okay, okay, all right. Let's Nobody watches the U.S. Open Cup already. We don't need another side tournament of crappy soccer. To be fair, I can't watch the U.S. Open Cup because it's on Facebook Live. That's true. <laughs> Or like some of the team <clears throat> sites anyway. Yeah. Um, so quickly, well, I guess we could do it next. Max Scherzer had his thoughts. I want to hear him. Tell oh, me now. Okay. Now? I want him now. So the Cardinals owner came out and said, you know, it's really not as profitable to own a baseball team as you think. Are the Cardinals still owned by the Bush family? I don't know. Um, Max Scherzer said, some owners have mentioned, some owners, that owning a team isn't very net profitable. You know what other company isn't very net profitable? Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Very true. The fact that any owner of any team is crying poor. Right. That this is such a joke, especially the Cardinals. One of the second most storied most, franchises in most, baseball history. Second most storied franchise in baseball history. Third most storied. Third most? Second most World Series. I'd say the Dodgers are probably more storied than the Cardinals. Oh, man. Dodgers got like two great players of all time. I'm just saying, in terms of being well-known... I would say the Cardinals, obviously number two in, in World Series, but I would say three. Really? Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. Really? That's what I would say. Man, yeah. I don't know. I you think got I, Jackie Robinson. That's a lot of weight. You got Jackie and Sandy, yeah. It's a lot of weight. St. Louis is Bob Gibson and Stan the Man. You know who else LA has? Hmm. Mookie Betts. <laughs> Not for long. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Cardinals have Albert Pujols. True. Dodgers have... Mike Piazza? Early Mike Piazza. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm just naming a player that popped into my Give head. Give me a break. Well, then the Cardinals have Mark McGuire. <laughs> or 500 home runs. Home run king. They do have Mark McGuire. Yeah, but nobody cares. So I think some people care. I don't. This Sunday, I think, is the 30 for 30. Si, senor. I wonder, I wonder how they're going to talk about that. Because... The, the advertisement for it is just... It looks like baseball, home yeah. runs. Woo! I mean, it's how we all felt in 98. 
And of course, Sammy Sosa is a different race while he's being interviewed. It is so strange. But oh man, they're showing him on the TV right now, like a trailer for it, and yeah, straight up Dracula. Look good. Look but good. do they Mike. do they talk about the steroids? Do they get Sammy and McGuire to talk about they it? They better because otherwise, why am I watching this? Did McGuire ever admit it? Yes. Ever? He did. Yes. Did Sammy ever admit it? Uh, I don't know that because I don't know at all. I don't think Sosa ever admitted it. But it's like, come on, bro. Well, Sosa is now drinking other people's blood since he's uh, a vampire now. (laughs) And I can't stop saying bro, bro, bro. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it too. But, I mean, yeah, if I get halfway through this thing and there's no steroid talk, I'm going to be like, hmm. It's like at the end of Ken Burns baseball. Yeah. (laughs) I know the 10th inning. He he threw in the 10th inning. He was like, oh, yeah, the 90s. It was like, bro, you just spent three hours on, like, the 1916 season, bro. Three hours on the 16 season, bro. And you spend 10 seconds. Oh yeah, there were steroids, bro, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So hopefully that's that. So we got that to look forward to they, on Sunday. They got to talk. They have to talk about it. They, they have, have to. to. I don't know, man. Also, how much love is Griffey going to get? Because Griffey hit what, like 58 better, yet that year, he, or 57? He better get some love. Am I wrong on that? Was that the same yeah, year? He yeah, hit 57. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone thought at the at the break he was gonna. He was going to break the record. Oh, yeah, because he was leading at the break, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Yep. And then they started taking steroids, and he didn't. Yep. <laughs> Big Mac land. Big Mac. I smash ball far. Although I do kind of miss the Sammy Sosa hop. I liked the hop. You know, you hit, they crush that thing and just drop the bat and just get a little, little bounce. Yeah. I'm looking, at the, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. They don't even put Griffey on here. They're just saying... Here's a home run log. Who leads between the two guys starting March 31st all the way to September 27th? Griffey's not even on there. Okay, here we go. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Home runs. Show number two through ten. Uh, McGuire, 70. Sosa, 66. Griffey, 56. Mo Vaughn with a 50 wow. on the Padres. Albert Good old Be- bowling ball, Mo Vaughn. Yeah, right? Albert Bell on the White Sox with 49. Ooh, he was an angry man. Number six, tied Vinny Castilla, who was on the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm. Sorry, was on the Colorado Rockies mm. at 46. <laughs> and Toronto smash slugger, Jose Canseco. Mm. I remember I, Quietly totally random gamer note, I, uh, I had Vinny, I traded for Vinny Castilla back in back in the day now and made him my third baseman. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I forget what team I was playing as and what game it was, but I, I went and got Vinny Castilla because he was very good. Uh, McGuire uh, had the most walks that season at 162. That's not surprising. Uh, home runs, eight, tied for eight, is Manny Ramirez and Juan Gonzalez at 45. And number 10 is the big cat, Andreas Calaraga. Guys, the steroids in this list is immense. It's It's insane. Because you know it's like every single person but Griffey. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Juan Gonzalez. Which is why I always said. I don't know if Albert Bell was on steroids. He had cork bat issues. I mean, Albert Bell was the angriest man of all time. Yeah, he was definitely true. on steroids. Most at-bats that season? Alex Rodriguez. Most played appearance? Alex Rodriguez. That his, not his rookie year. What, what year was that? His third year? Fourth, fourth year? His rookie year is 95. 95? Okay. Third year. Uh, Sammy Sosa had 158 RBIs. Wow. He also led the league in strikeouts at 171. So it was under 200. Yeah, I was going to say, compared to the numbers now, yeah. it's nothing. Kevin Brown had the best war. Larry Walker batted 363. 
Wow. Most games played? Albert Bell with the White Sox played 163? How? How does that work? <laughs> Everybody else is tied at one. Oh, wow. Only one, two, only four players that year played all 162 games. Five if you count Bell's 163. There must have been like a play-in game. Yeah, it must playoffs. have been. Castilla, BJ Serhoff, shout out. Uh, I don't know which Perez this is for Colorado and Rafael Palmero. Okay. Man, the Roids really help people. Yeah, dude. That, all these serious. names you're mentioning, and look, I, I love Griffey, and I hope to death this is this is not true, but I, I will never say for certain that any player didn't take steroids because you just don't know, right. right? I say the same thing about Jeter. I don't think he did, but I will never say for certain that he didn't because everybody was. For sure. All of those names you just mentioned, I'm like, Roids, probably Roids, probably Roids, Roids, definitely Roids, maybe Roids, probably Roids. Uh, maybe not. It's like every player. Right. Offensive war. Insane. Offensive war. Uh, Mark McGuire is at one, A-Rod at two, Biggio, Bell, Jeter, Bonds, Griffey, Chip, Bernie, Piazza. Wow, what a great year. Those are some great names on that list. Those are some great names, man. 98, dude. We're kids, man. I love Bernie Williams. Of course you love Bernie Williams. War position players, one is A-Rod, two is Bonds, three is Johnny Olrude. Just got elected in the U. Washington State Hall of Fame. Mr. Helmet. Derek Jeta at number four. McGuire, five. Chip, six. Vladdy makes the list, tied with Chip. Albert Bell. Noma at nine. Wait a sec. I can't tell which one this is. I forgot. There's two Jones on Atlanta, and it just says Jones. Javi and Chipper? Uh, no, that'd be Javi Lopez. Oh, right. Sorry. Andrew. Oh, Andrew, yeah. Andrew. There were two Lopez's on that Braves team, too, weren't there? There's Javi Lopez and... Were there two Javis? I always got confused between Javi Lopez and somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. The Slot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Tune in the show today. We'll be back next week. Some uh, hot baseball update. Uh, we got like a good weeks. rubby action. Two more weeks of shows with your little ticking clock of Clay Thompson all the time. Here we go. I said Blazers too, threatening us. And Pac-12 football. I feel mostly, like mostly Clay Thompson. Yeah, probably. Uh, on the uh, fan text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Um, we did have a uh, a Dodger fan chime in, and I did forget about. The great Duke Snyder. Duke Snyder was an amazing ball player. And he was at the time where they had three Hall of Fame center fielders all playing in New York. Duke Snyder, Willie Mays, and Mickey Mantle. Mm. That's awesome. It is, it is. That is awesome. I think that's pretty cool. I'm just looking at the text line. I have not been following the text line a lot today. Yeah. Um the Bulldog, Oral Hershiser. That's my guy. I wonder if Oral Hershiser is the kind of guy that could Sorry, get it, that could get into the Hall of Fame in a veterans vote. I would hope so. Yeah, but I why? think I think he's like well he's made himself a bigger name lately. Right. Um 
which I feel like would help in that kind of a veterans vote kind of thing. But I don't know. How do his numbers stack up to other good relievers? Oh, you mean starters? Starters, Sorry. Other than the 88 and two-thirds innings pitched of no runs scored? Oh, his career ERA of 348. Um, he's 204 wins and 150 losses. Okay. But the ERA at 348 is not bad. No. What was like, um, is there a comparable Hall of Famer who has kind of an eh, winning percentage like isn't that? There, isn't there something on baseball reference? Yeah, at the top it's like compared to or something like that. Yeah, where if you click it? on the details under his name, it should pop up where it says more details. More bio, uniform, draft, salary info, yeah. stuff like that. There should be like a player comparison or something. Uh, where is it? It's driving me crazy. He won a Cy Young. He's a three-time All-Star. Won the 88 World Series. Gold Glove. World Series MVP. He's an ALCS MVP and an NLCS MVP. Silver Slugger. Get it, bud. <laughs> Get it, dude. Get it. Where is, it? God, where is this thing? Yeah. I know it's here. I don't see it. Maybe it's only for current players? No. Hall of Fame statistics. Here we go. Whoa, that just did something crazy. Um, let's see. I can't. I don't understand what I'm looking at. Okay, it does not matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Yes, I could see him being a veteran's vote. Yeah, it's like yeah. a uh, pitching. He'd score a 90 out of 123. A likely Hall of Famer would score 100. Whatever this is. Okay. Pitching Hall of Fame standards for pitching. He'd finish 34. Uh, he would score 34 out of 116. Average Hall of Famer is a 50. Yeah. So he's basically there. Close, yeah. right? Yeah. He was drafted by the Dodgers in the 17th round. This is why nobody cares. I cannot find that. the comparisons. I'm looking too. Yeah, me neither. All right. Well, thanks, Baseball Reference, for nothing. Yep. Yeah. Where's roster resource when you need it? Well, it's on fan graphs now. I know. But it doesn't have comparisons. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, well. I do love me some Bulldog. He's pretty good. He's the reason I'm an Indians fan. Really? Game two of the 95 series, he was pitching against Tommy Glavin. We all know. I love Tommy Glavin's junk. See? So I was like, hey, these two dudes are good. I'm going to watch this game. What's this called? Baseball? Cool. I like that guy. He looks Did mean. you say it with that same kind of <clears throat> vibe in your voice when you were a kid? When I was 10? Cool. It was like sick, nasty, cool, baby. You were like, cool. Cool, this is so fun. I love baseball. I love Tom Glavin's junk. <laughs> I'm over this... I had this roller skating thing my elementary school put on. That's <laughs> literally where I was. I was at a roller skating rink. I'm so over COVID-19. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week. Again, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4. Make sure you grab that wherever you get your podcast, including at 1080thefan.com, radio.com. This bad boy will be podcast as well, Les Schwab Tires podcast. Uh, for Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.